Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. Yo, baby. We're live. What's live. up? Live and nationwide. <laughs> live. Man, this Dude. is uh, this is going to be an experience for uh, the fans and for us, I'm sure. Faux show. Hey, what a great week to uh, not only be live, but to be a wrestling fan from the WWE draft closing out. The, uh, the backlash pay-per-view going on in San Juan, Puerto Rico. A excellent AEW talk of AEW show coming up, and we're here live, and we're able to introduce ourselves to the fam. So let's run it down, man. What uh, JT? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this being our first live show, and if you've listened to our podcast, we're probably regurgitating some of it. However, we're gonna do it anyway. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, I go by Jay Tilly on the podcast. Uh, I have been a wrestling fan probably 30-something years of my life. Uh, found it a long time ago. Um, the thing about the No Shave Man Cave is uh, Ellie Jarrett and I are both disabled vets. Love talking about wrestling and decided to start our own podcast, which is now becoming a weekly live show, which is kind of blowing my mind. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we 
jumped into this kind of head first and didn't know what we were doing. I think our first recording, if you go back and listen to the podcast, was done on Jared's phone. <laughs> so, but uh, hey, it was great. And we're going to kind of regurgitate some of that as to what, what our vision is, what you guys will expect from us as a show, and uh, what you can look forward to every week when you come on and see us. Uh, like I said, I did uh, 24 years in the Air Force, retired, um, disabled vet on a fixed income, and uh, working for the man and decided to partner up with my buddy there who, uh, you know, he can do his intro and his Marine Corps stuff, but uh, love and life. And uh, let's let's let let the beautiful people hear about you and then we can tell them about the show itself and then we'll roll into some wrestling stuff. Heck yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm uh, Ellie Jair. I'm here in St. Augustine, Florida, and I retired from the Marine Corps after 28 years and wanted to find my next adventure. And I've always had wrestling in sort of in my life, you know, not necessarily, I didn't revolve my life around it until probably two, three years ago. I really got back into it. And it all started when I went on a, on a road trip and I saw Jerry, the King Lawler and he threw that fireball and I was like hooked. So I am, I'm loving it. Uh, you know, when we sat down and talked about the things that we wanted to do, we wanted to talk about professional wrestling on our show. We're uh, bourbon fans. We love uh, smoking meat, barbecuing. Don't make it weird. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, we we are really digging this trip that we're on, and it's only just beginning. So we're going to be, you know, on this network. We're going to be doing some big things, and I couldn't be happier, especially having an awesome tag team partner, but having this, the support of this network. And, you know, we were recently on another show, the wrestling addicts, Matt and uh, Sal wasn't there that day, but uh, Matt opened us, you know, uh, brought us in with open arms and we had a blast. So kudos to him, to the commish, uh, the Chris's and uh, just super cool. Angela had us on Angela had us on the bus uh, a while ago too. So yep. good times, man. So uh, you mentioned uh, Jerry Lawler, not to gloss over thanking everybody. I thank them all too, but we got to talk wrestling, <laughs> man. So you got you you uh, you kind of talked over the the Jerry Lawler thing as to what got you into wrestling. Was that the first memory you had on wrestling, or was yeah. it the kind of that was the 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 kicker that really hooked you? No, that was like the first time I'd ever seen it. We were we had done a road trip. I lived in New York at the time, and we went and saw my sister who was stationed in uh, Kentucky at the time we were, I was flipping through and bam, I was like hooked. This is awesome. And then from there on out, anytime I went anywhere, I'd try and catch other wrestling shows. And at home I could catch um, the Calgary stampede. I could catch wrestling on, oh. on a WGN. I could catch uh, wrestling. There was um, a New York channel that I could catch. So I was able to get wrestling like, three days a week, but one of them I had to sneak downstairs and it was like three in the morning on a Saturday. They'd come down that my mom and sister and everybody would come down and I'd already be done with my bowl of cereal. And it looked like I was just watching cartoons, but I was conked out because I was <laughs> so, uh, but you had, you had talked about how when you got into wrestling, it was moderately difficult for you to catch too. So I, I think that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's you said the the sneaking down at three a.m. Well, I didn't necessarily sneak down at three a.m., but uh, my mom was big and, and not 
not a fan of wrestling, uh, you know, the violence and all that when we were growing up. So I remember she would uh, be making breakfast in the morning and I'd sneak in and uh, watch wrestling and she'd come in and I'd jump up because we didn't have remotes. So I'd have to jump up and turn the channel real quick to uh, something else. But I remember watching it. And then one time when I was watching it and she caught me and it was Sting and Sting's on TV and, and she didn't yell that much that time. She went, wait, who's that guy? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's Sting. And then she kind of sat there and watched it with me and it kind of was easy to watch from then on. But I'll never forget, like, my mom got infatuated with Sting. And that was it, boy. She was like, oh, you can watch that wrestling thing. When's Sting going to be on? Like, oh, it'll be on later, Mom. <laughs> but, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, Thank it was you, pretty Sting. funny. Thank you, yeah. Sting. I appreciate it. Yeah, if I ever meet him, I'll have to shake his hand for saving my wrestling uh, yeah. love because, you know, <laughs> she was all all about to lecture me, and he popped on. And this was blonde hair, you know, surfer Sting. So it was good stuff. The uh, it, It's interesting that we both have that kind of wrestling as a child in our memories and I think one of the things that the fans will come to learn about us is you are very much a historian. Uh, if you are turning in for the first time hearing us, or if you heard any of our podcasts in the past, I have to watch him because who on these tangents about Mid-South, some wrestler <laughs> I've never even heard of who's a jobber who's suddenly doing things. And I'm like, who are you talking about? And uh, I, I always love that because – Title belts. You ask about a title belt, boy, he's going to tell you that, Boom. you know, Vince McMahon's uh, family crest is in the new championship or whatever the case is. Um, so as the fans are getting to know us, they'll learn that. He's a big WWE mark, too. And I'm just saying, you know, we have to forgive him for some things. No, no, no. I'm a big AEW fan. Oh, yeah. One uh, of the first, one of the faithful uh, yep. AEW. So, hell yeah. Yeah. I was uh, there at the press conference when they announced it. So. Pretty cool. And then when Daly's Place opened up after COVID, uh, attended every show and uh, been a diehard AEW fan since. And as we go through and you guys learn more about us, you'll probably figure out that the reasons why I fought all with WWE. I am getting back into it. Hence, hence the fact that we're going to do a backlash review and, and talk. Uh, I do think my AEW brain gets in the way sometimes, though, because <laughs> I'll try to prognosticate some outcomes. And I'm like, wait, they just did that. Oh, come on. They could have done so much more. Yeah, let my, Cody my, win. Yeah, but. and my WWE brain uh, ruins the the wrestling experience because I'm waiting for some sticky thing to happen, and uh, the WWE finishes can uh, can get you on the get you on the back end. So yeah, we're uh, we're bing. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much the uh, the epitome of what a tag team should be, and. Over the next um, however long you decide to take this trip with us, you will uh, you will absolutely enjoy it. Some of the some of the trips that we go on and, uh, you know, we're uh, suiting up, getting ready to uh, plan our trip to WrestleMania 40, where we will be looking to host a party and uh, bring the fam together. And uh, it is going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Uh, that's kind of one of them bucket list things again. Been a fan, was a huge fan of WWE growing up. So I've been to Royal Rumble. Uh, I've been to SummerSlam. WrestleMania is the only one that's eluded me. So definitely, uh, definitely excited about that trip. It's tough. you have you. Um, I know you talked about going to some of the independent stuff. Do you ever go to any of the big shows? The big threes, I... fours, however many WWE has now. <laughs> no, I uh, I've been to the to like the 
in pre Monday Night Raw, I'd, I'd gone to some WWE shows when they came to Tucson when I was in high school or pre high school um, in the uh, mid 80s and um, saw Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, SD, saw Junkyard Dog. And I, the minute I oh, saw him, cool. I was like, this dude has the stuff. And little did I know what, you know, the death of the territories would do to, you know, some of the wrestling um, icons of that era when they came to the WWE, what, you know, what they would become. But it was still really cool to see. Yellow and um, black polka dots. For yeah, Dustin. man. And he still uh, got over, though. Still got over. Oh, man. Still... Yeah. He owned those dots. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> got, got to see some shows. I was stationed in North Carolina for a little while. We went up to Raleigh a couple times. Went to uh, Charlotte, caught some shows, uh, but never any, never any pay-per-views. It was always, you know, either um, Friday or Monday Night Raw. So, so Forbidden Door, when we went, that was your first pay-per-view? That, yeah, yeah, that was wow. my first. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that was my first pay-per-view Aww. when we were sitting there in Chicago. And You lost uh, your pay-per-view virginity with me. Wow, my I'll never forget my first time. Those dudes, those dudes were so drunk, they just started oh leaning on. Yeah, yeah. So we were uh, we're sitting at the pay-per-view Dude. and the two guys next, of course, two of the biggest dudes in the aisle are sitting next to each other, me and the guy next to me. Yeah. And they got so wasted that the guy literally like leaned on my shoulder and was falling asleep, like drooling on me. And I'm like, Put get off, dude. Like just let me watch the, you know, let me watch the rainmaker here. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm still upset I didn't get to see that in uh in oh, person. I, know. I am super excited and happy to see Adam Cole bah, bah, in the ring again. And uh yeah, I yeah. can't wait to uh yeah. Yeah, I've been watching that uh, all access and seeing his recovery and then it kind of dawned on me I'm like, "Oh my god, I was there when he took that hit that caught, almost cost his career." Yeah. So uh well, so speaking of AEW, it's a little early. We were going to go 20 minutes talking about ourselves, but I'm cool with you want to roll into AEW right now. Let's do it, man. Let's pay some bills and uh see what's good. Cool. Let's roll. You know what that means? It's a new year and a new era of AEW Dynamite and it begins tonight. What? There we go. Transitions and everything. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. So, AEW, man, what'd you think of Dynamite this week? Just a high overview. We're not going to go match by match, but uh, what'd you think and some of your highlights on it? Yeah, I, I really thought the show did some justice. Um, I was waiting to see, like, what kind of continuation or, you know, little uh, Easter eggs that were going to be planted with Taya Valkyrie and Jade Cargill. And I, I really thought that they were going to bring up collision and what was happening programming wise, because we're going to lose rampage and gain some other stuff. And so, and I think, what we're, that keeping, would be, so. I think we're keeping rampage. We lost dark and elevation, but latest reports is that rampage will kind of take that place as that Saturday night main event for better time, better way to put it. Yeah. So I think rampage will stay, but it'll be like a develop. Yeah. What you just said, developmental show. Yeah. That'll be good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. The crowd was was really into it. The commentating was, man, they just. And then, uh, you know, the on uh, Friday they were talking about that Jericho. They planted some yep. funny comments, and then someone let it slip that Jericho was afraid. <laughs> like, oh. Well, I mean, do you blame him? Like, I, I thought. So that match uh, with the opening match on Dynamite with uh, the uh, Orange Cassidy, who, man, talk about making a title. 
But you got yeah. Orange Cassidy, Bandito, and uh, Cole, and <laughs> Roderick Strong, who last time I checked was still on WWE's roster page. Yeah. But uh, having update that. <laughs> yeah, having them versus uh, the JSA, uh, I loved. And and this is probably one of them sort of things that, you know, average you know Glaps fan who doesn't really pay attention didn't catch. But I, watching wrestling for so long, loved the fact that Adam Cole had his girlfriend beat up. And it wasn't like Jericho came out there. It's like he wanted to go after him. And then, you know, the four guys stood in front and said, okay, fine, I've got this match. And then every time you kind of get the upper hand in the match, if you watch, he tries to leave to go after Jericho. And every time somebody stops him. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that, like, they didn't just like, oh, okay, you beat my girlfriend up. Let me go focus on this for 30 minutes, and then I'll come back to you. Like, they left it all there. And then <laughs> when he gets that pin, I love that he runs up the ramp. And just Jericho being Jericho, you know, I'm going to get one snide remark in because he's not going to get up here this fast. And like, hey, uh, you know, Adam, go, oh, shit, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> just like, and then that brawl was great. Uh, the the brawl outside. I just, it's funny because, you know, we had talked about in the past about the Jericho problem and how I felt like he gets stale. And every, every time we say that, he does something that just reinvents himself. And that's what he did here. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is such a great buildup to a feud. Yes, it'll probably be your standard Jericho. You'll have to go throw all my minions, blah, blah, blah. But I cannot wait for Jericho and Adam Cole at double or nothing. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's going to absolutely, you know, so, you know, we're talking about double or nothing. We're we're looking ahead at all in. They're looking at 60,000 tickets already sold. And before, I think it was like 1.1 million was the top gate. They're at six point seven million already, Man, that and shows they're they're going to keep releasing tickets, I believe. And you know, good on them. I'm, you know, business uh, competition improvement. Just it just drives everyone, and you know, this is really pushing WWE to get better. It's pushing Impact to get better. Impact's uh, viewership is up too, and I I think. Yeah, you've talked about this numerous times that we are if we're not are just over the the cusp, we're right at the cusp of another golden era in professional wrestling. And it's all because what AEW did a few years ago and uh, now, you know, just it's freaking awesome. I was just going to say, hey, hey, watch, watch me just like lose half our audience. Tony Khan saved wrestling, man. Hey, I mean, I'm just (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) He may have saved the the uh, overflow of WWE drone, same old stuff over and over yeah. again for sure. Because, like I said, that competition definitely breeds the the competition breeds competition. Like, so they want to do better. Yeah. Because now the rumors are Drew McIntyre wants out, and he's talking about you know you might see Drew McIntyre and Wardlow at all in for the dang uh, TNT title. Like, what? Wow. Yeah, just think it wasn't that long ago that. You know, McIntyre headlined a show in yeah. Wales, and now he's going to turn around and be, you know, going for a title yep. at AEW in Wembley in front of, you know, damn 90,000 fans. And yep. when um, WrestleMania was there, or maybe it was SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam. And, yep. Uh, you know, Road Warriors came down on Hogs, and uh, they had you know, roughly 80,000. It was reported like 80, 77 something. So we'll call this it, is, man, this, yeah. this is on track to break uh wrestling 
attendance records from like if they continue yeah. on the, the scope they're going um and they they open up to 90,000 100,000 people they're on pace to almost break all all-time attendance records man can you imagine the noise in that place when singing judas yeah. for jericho <laughs> or you know if man yeah which i'm sure he'll be. be on there but matt hardy doing the delete mm -hmm. um just like the noise that's gonna rumble that place is gonna be amazing man. the the pops that uh that hater are gonna get the oh man i just i can't yeah it's too and looking at some of the photos from before um, I dropped a tweet out uh, a little earlier today, just looking at some of the photos, how they're thinking the the field and the ring and the yep. the seats are going to be set up. I was like, man, I need a paper bag. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, that is a lot of people. Shoot, and, uh, yeah, that's dude. That yeah. that's insane. Um, so uh, dynamite. Uh, we we got some more advancement on the uh, BCC uh, elite story, so we're going to see a cage match coming this coming Wednesday. And uh, this card Wednesday is shaping up to be pretty nice. It's you gonna got be, uh, be great. Yeah, you've got some pretty pretty stacked matches on it. You got the cage match. You got FTR talking. Um, you're gonna have Orange Cassidy uh, versus uh, uh, Daniel Garcia, which whew, that's gonna be a hell of a match. It's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So, you know, again, for the fans that are first tuning, usually we'll spend a lot more time talking and dissecting through these. But due to it being our first show, we want to take some time doing some other stuff. But I do want to talk about uh, Rampage because I absolutely loved Rampage. <laughs> and I don't, I feel dirty saying that, but I absolutely love the star stuff with Mark Bricks Briscoe and his family. I thought the match was stellar. I mean, they were slapping the snot out of each other. Yeah, it was very and hard hitting. I really enjoyed the deletion thing. I didn't think I would. I'm not usually into the cinematic goofy. I was just, I don't know, maybe the gummies kicked in, but I was just laughing and having a good old time watching this thing. And I really enjoyed it. What did, uh, what did you think about rampage overall? I know Ty didn't show up and it was just Jade. And then all they said was Ty suspended. So I heard you yeah. crying from here. Oh man. I was like, come on, this is my girl. We can't, we can't suspend her already, but I get it. It's finally, or maybe not finally, I don't want to get too presumptuous, but I think they could per, per, uh, potentially be building to a really, really good storyline. A strong woman storyline is exactly what we need. And, you know, Taya can absolutely carry a match. And uh, Jay Cargill is getting better every every week. So I think I think that is going to go a long way. But yeah, I was I was a little upset, like, what? You're suspending her, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't be putting your hands and and uh, sending uh, Aubrey to Valhalla. Yep. <laughs> but no, I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was above average, like exceptionally above average. And the cinematic stuff, I I wasn't sure how I felt, and it totally changed. Like the whole, yep. it totally changed my mind. Like the minute I saw the gate how the gate was presented and how they were presented and the four, I, I was just like, man, this is, this is Hello. so much better than COVID era, uh, WrestleMania, oh. uh, last ride with, with the dead man, or I just, yeah. Great. Uh, the kudos to, uh, the, the creativity of the Hardys and, mm. um, you know, salute to Tony and, and that whole production crew for letting them, letting them give us a little sports entertainment. Yeah, I loved Hook sitting just eating his chips. 
<laughs> and then, hey, we started. Oh, we started like, yeah, that was it was good stuff. And then you mentioned the women thing. Um, I forgot to talk about it on Dynamite. I love that she does back. And I love the double swerve because when she came back. I was oh, like, man. Yes. I'm a huge Sheeta fan. So I was like, yes, yeah, she's back. Then when she goes to hug, I'm like, oh, man, they're really going to turn her heel. And then when she swerves again, I'm like, yay. I think yeah. I actually like made an audible cheer in my house. <laughs> so we're, we yeah. definitely now kind of has settled, settled on a three on three, I think. Um, I did think there was some weird stuff like the baby faces come out to save Willow, get the beat down and they save Willow. Then they leave her. They just leave and she's sitting yeah. by the ring. I'm like y'all couldn't have, like help the help the girl out, get, pick yeah. her up. Like, come Wait on now. Let, let's uh and that that kind of stuff I just look at like the producer and go, oh, yeah. okay, hey, you know, we, we gotta tighten up some stuff. Their AEW used to have a huge referee problem. They fixed the referee problem. They used to uh just spend way too much time outside the ring. They've really curtailed that a lot. I love what they're doing with the trios. Oh yeah, the new um, open, trios championship. Open how black house house of yeah. black matches. Yeah. yeah, I think that's phenomenal, and it's it's only going to build those titles up and make you know make them a lot lot stronger. And I'm really digging this Arn Anderson connection with Wardlow, and I think it's it. I think it's going to be really good, but at the same time, I'm like, well, why is Arn saying he's been getting bad advice? And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe they're planting something so a little bit later on they can go revisit the MJF thing. Yep. And um, so I think that will be really cool. So MJF will do his thing. We'll get through the four pillars. We'll get through the summer. We'll get through Wembley. And then, um, you know, come January, February time frame. Now we can kind of button up the MJF run and uh, you'll have your your champion you think it's going to be um adam cole i, I do I, think, I, I still think it's gonna be adam cole yeah i think there's a really really strong chance of that but there's also a part of me thinks that it's going to be an aew original and you know hell it may even turn out to be orange cassidy yeah so well, um but yeah Wardlow we'll, makes we'll sense see. like you you could absolutely like rerun back Wardlow because he squashed MJF in like two minutes yeah, and never has revisited that. So he could absolutely go, Hey, now that I'm done with the TNT title, let, I mean, he'll drop it to someone who knows. Yeah. Um, he can definitely look up and go, all right, I know who can beat you. I'm tired of you talking about leaving with my the title. I've been here at AEW from the beginning. I want the title shot. Yeah. I could see Wardlow being the guy. Yeah. Um, for sure. And that'd be a great babyface thing. They've just got to build them up more. And I think, like you said, being with armed Anderson, is a good way to do it. Heck yeah. Because you can see it in him. He's building that confidence. You, he even, he even looks better in the ring. He seems more confident. So whatever they were doing in the back was hurting him. And this has kind of helped him get onto that next step, which I think is, is, a uh, is a, nothing but a good thing. Yeah. Ever um, since he did that interview after Samoa Joe cut his hair. Yep. And you saw that, um, sort of that human side of him. And then him pairing with Arn, just you know, put a rocket yep. on him, and uh, you know, let's uh, keep keep grooming him. They get through Wembley. He does or doesn't drop the TNT title, and you know, now MJF is past all of the four pillars stuff. You have Collision. You've got 
um, Dynamite, you have Rampage, and now you can kind of like shift the landscape of AEW to see. So are they going to have a collision title? Are they going to have a... So latest is they're not going to split the roster. They're going to keep the roster the same and just have two two hour shows. Hmm. Um, he said they may work more on another show than one another, but that he the plan is not to actually split the roster. Uh, I think Dave Meltzer reported reported that out this week. Cool. So, and I think that's a good way to do it. You can because they have so much talent, they could spread them across two shows. But I, the splitting the roster thing just it, we'll get into the draft a little bit uh, here in about four or five minutes when we talk about WWE. But yeah. Um. Because they're already ruining the draft on that side. Of it. We'll get into oh. it. We'll get in. I don't want to jump yet. Because I do want to bring up one more thing. That uh... here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Vince! I learned a little bit more about the uh, new WWE title too. Uh, the World cool. Heavyweight Title. We'll share that here uh, after we transition. So cool. Yeah, but um, before we do, you mentioned production eras, and I caught another one on this show. However, I don't know if it's a legit one or if it's playing into the story. So when and speaking of which, I can't believe we glossed over this too. Daniel Bryan cuts uh, Brian Danielson. I always forget what he's going by now. <laughs> Brian Danielson cuts an amazing promo, but you don't hear the first 30 seconds of it because they forget to cut his mic on. And I laughed at it because like, oh my God, they do this all the time. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, the elite are EVP, so maybe they didn't cut his mic on. But when he dropped that line about Bret Hart, Ooh. I was like, oh, hold on. What? what? Uh. So now I'm sitting here thinking, okay. Is CM Punk going to be the one to come in and join the elite as the fourth? Because he's such a heart fan. And those were definitely jabs at heart. And uh, did you see Mox kind of corpse at the end when he said, even this little shithead here is going to be better than Bret Hart. And you see Mox kind of go try to hold it in. He had to look away from the camera. Yeah. Well, I I think there's something to that because they're going to be going through Canada. Yep. Um. So there could be potential for something. And I know Bret Hart's on a legends contract and, you know, if it's good for business, you know, anything, there it is. Um, I think if something's good for business that uh, they'll peel, they'll peel a couple bucks and just, you know, hope extend Bret Hart's contract or, you know, something as long as he doesn't come in and, you know, deface the WWE. I think, I think there's a really good chance that he could be involved and um but yeah i thought in charge oh yeah sorry i didn't mean to bust yeah i just i keep trying to forget that and you bring me back to reality (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so uh real quick uh we do beard ratings here we don't do star ratings so get the luscious beards so uh i gave dynamite uh four beards and i gave rampage three beards yeah i gave uh I gave Rampage three and a half and um, I'm sorry, three beards and Dynamite three and a half and just just awesome. And I would have given it more, but Ty wasn't on. So <laughs> what did he get it to? <laughs> hey, but Jamie Hader and Britt Baker are on. True, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. In spirit, an extra little an extra <laughs> hair or something. <laughs> Chinny chin chin. <laughs> just a little, little mustache for. Yeah, no, there you go. I was going to say something about her rides and stuff but anyway Mm. all right well with that let's uh let's go to a quick commercial break and then we're going to transition to some wwe talk and talk some backlash backlash 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So uh, I hate the draft. I hate the WWE draft. I think it's stupid. I think they ruined it already this week on SmackDown. But that's just my opinion. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I was like, well, wait a minute. I thought that this draft was going to lead to other things. And I was really expecting some really good things. And I sort of understand the tournament being open to both shows. But I think the WWE could have gotten around that by drafting the people they wanted in the tournament over to raw instead of them muddy in the waters and having some of the, the SmackDown superstars, um, you know, get, yeah, I don't want to say implicated like it's a crime, but it's, I mean, you're basically, you know, saying that this draft, they're going to be exclusive, but I'm going to talk out of both sides of my face. Come on trip. Come on. So what you said there just actually makes a little sense and actually gave me a little leeway on it. The, you know, you're right. Like if they're going to have a championship tournament, having them being able to open it up to anybody who wants that championship, I'll forgive that a little bit. I'm okay with them doing some of this SmackDown thing. I don't like that. They're just doing two triple threat matches and then the the title. Like I wish they would set up a regular straight up bracket style yeah, you know, single elimination tournament to to get to your champion. Um, I think the triple threat is a cop out, and then your winner. I just yeah. So you're six people. That's it contending for this belt. I can name at least fifteen or ten oh, yeah. off the top of my head that I think should be in it. You know, like L.A. Knight, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Randy Orton if he comes back tonight. You know, there's a ton of them. But that'll. That'll be for a show next week. We can talk about some of that because we'll get through backlash. But let's start with Raw. What did you think about Raw this week? I Raw is Jericho. <laughs> I you love that. that one. Since he's that not was in, awesome. He's not in WWE anymore. Yeah. But what did you think of Raw? I I really enjoyed it. I thought um, the flow of the show was really good. It wasn't over like there wasn't a lot of sticky stuff and I liked how trip came out and explained a lot better, uh, what was going on and really sort of, I don't know the right word, like buttoned up what we're going to start seeing. And overall, I thought it was a really good show. The, um, kind of laying the groundwork for backlash yep. and, you know, getting us into Friday night SmackDown. It was, um, I thought it was, 
I thought it was super, super enjoyable. Yeah, so I agree. So I, I had an issue with the draft, like breaking up the timing of the show on SmackDown the, the day before or the Friday before because I was like, ah. But I guess because Raw's a three-hour show, it kind of seemed to flow a little better. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this Raw too. Um, the uh, the final angle with uh, Sokoa and the Usos where he's coming out, you don't know exactly what he's going to do. Uh, I thought that was a great twist to the story. Yeah. Um, and as we kind of talk through some of the other stuff that happens through this week and what we think is going to happen at Backlash, that plays a key part, which of course it does. That's why they did it. It's, yeah. it's good booking. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, that, that match is good. <laughs> it's funny. Every time we do this, we talk about Raw. I'm always like, I don't remember a whole lot about it. And I always feel bad because I want to remember more. And I... I remember the draft picks. I remember that the the ending of that match. But if you were to ask me right now, like what else happened on that show? I'm like, mm, I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we got to make, we got to make room for more wrestling. And uh, you know, if you sit down, you're going to, you're going to get three hours on Monday. You're yep. going to get two hours on Tuesday with NXT. You're going to get two hours on Wednesday with AEW Thursday. You're going to get two hours. If you watch impact, um, you can also catch new Japan on access if or on demand or on if you have the um the pro app as well so yep. yeah there's a lot of wrestling in ring of honor aew oh, yeah there's so yeah. much wrestling out there right now yeah so but yeah yeah i mean raw was i i remember enjoying it and i think i gave it um three beards if i remember correctly when we did our review on it uh it was a decent show and like you said the flow went pretty good uh they did a good job of kind of highlighting some of the matches and the, the ending is what sticks out, which Vince McMahon always says you want him, you want him to remember the end. And I remember the end because it was definitely a hook to where I was like, I want to know where that's going now. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Uh, and then the Dom thing, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Every time that dude this touched dude. the mic, the amount of booze. I think he's got to be the greatest, the most hated villain in wrestling right now. And that's in a world with MJF right now. <laughs> like, Absolutely. It was um, and it, and it was even better on Friday night when um he was trying to he, he would get the microphone up to his face he would go to open his mouth and then they would start yelling yeah. you know the crowd would get loud and you know they were speaking in spanish and the crowd was just getting louder and louder and louder yeah. and i'm not sure what ray mysterio said um but oh when man they, they popped <laughs> When they announced <laughs> that there was going to be a rematch and uh, Mommy and Dominic against Zelina and Ray. <laughs> oh, man. But then that little bitch jerk goes in and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call slaps him what he is. Ray. Yeah, the yep. little bitch goes in, slaps Ray and runs out of the ring. Man, it was uh, <clears throat> it was it was something I really I really appreciate more every episode on what Dom, what Dom's got going on. <laughs> yeah. He, he is definitely quite the villain. Um, and uh, I just, here's another thing where the brand split comes into play. So he's such a villain right now. Cause he's feuding with his dad. So uh -huh. his dad's going to SmackDown. He's staying on raw. What's next for him? Like, what are they going to do? I'm just, and again, I WWE anti-brain maybe, but, I don't see a story built now. Yeah, I don't see a story built for the Judgment Day coming outside of Backlash. The LWO is going to, to SmackDown. 
Ray's going to SmackDown. So Dominic, Rhea, well, Rhea, they'll do something because she's, you know, the champ. So she'll be feuding with somebody coming out of it. But what are you doing with Dom? What are you doing with uh, Finn Balor? And what are you going to do with Priest? I have a suspicion they're going to do a New Day feud. Um, I think I think that would be good. I think Dom getting booed while a New Day makes fun of him will be fantastic. Oh, man. Burr, but, burr, I don't, burr, and yeah. they... <laughs> but I don't know how far out Big E is from coming back yet. So yeah. that's my only thing. Like, And I'm fine with it. I don't like knowing. I like it to be a surprise. I think that's one thing AEW does really well is they keep the injuries kind of secret. Um, you know, and, and I've said it before on, on our podcast that uh, AEW is kind of very old school to me where they they work the media. So the media, I think, gets worked into a frenzy on something that's really not going to happen. Uh, they do some they do some good stuff. And I feel like WWE is kind of like, hmm, maybe we should do some of this, too. Yeah. Um, and, and they've and they've started to do it. Like you see social media, you'll see, uh, you know, Charlotte and, and Becky going back and forth on Twitter. And everybody's like, oh, that must be real. And it may be real, but they worked it into a storyline. And I think the more they learn from that, the more I am starting to appreciate the uh, WWE more. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I gave, I think I gave raw, I think I did three, three beards if I remember correctly. I yeah. I, g- I gave it three beards and, you know, a couple of the draft picks really, you know, didn't, um, I thought they did better with the, who came out and announced the draft picks. And like you said, maybe because it was a three hour show, not a two. And they drafted more to um, Monday night because the show was longer. And just, uh, but yeah, I gave it, I gave uh, Monday Night Raw three beards. I, cool. I thought the, the matches were good. The promos were, were nice. But yeah, last night, um, wait, I, before, before we talk about last night, just because I know the commission wants to hit that SmackDown button, let's transition into SmackDown. The People's Show. Come on to the premier show, SmackDown. There you go. I know he's yeah. over it and he wanted to hit it. So I'll Nice. Thanks, Commissioner. Uh, <laughs> thanks, JT. Yeah, I was about to just start running. Now, now you can run. back. But yeah, <laughs> so I was watching on social media all of the WWE superstars as they were out and about in San Juan and as they were arriving and, you know, what, uh, what some of the publicity stuff that they were doing, Cody is just, I mean, now I'm thinking back to a very dark day in my wrestling fandom (laughs) when you saw Cody, uh, take a, take an L at WrestleMania. Still think it was the worst move the WWE made. I think it was a very bad move because I wanted him to be the champion, but I wish they would have done better with the story, the build up to it about him wanting to finish his story and then just coming out with this WWE title. There could have been like a hundred different ways that you could have done it, but Cody coming out during the presser, looking like a million bucks yep. speaking Spanish. Just, I thought it yeah. was awesome. And that the, whoa uh, is man, so over right oh now in God. his song. Yeah. And I, I, so part of me is like, man, I really wanted Cody to be the universal undisputed universal heavyweight champion. 
But the story is that his dad was never the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. They could have still done it, though. Right. But Triple H comes out and names the new WWE title the WWE Heavyweight Championship. So he wins the world title. He wins the World Heavyweight Championship from the WWE. Um, I really want him to be the inaugural champion. But that sort of isn't necessarily his hard times, and it may not be him that wins it. He may have to go go through a little bit more, or hell, he could even really hit us with a swerve and go tell Triple H, "I'm demanding a trade," and you know he goes over and chases after um, Roman Reigns still. But I thought the show was really good. The promos were fantastic. The oh, yeah. crowd was so um just awesome and seeing bad bunny put on that lwo t-shirt yeah yeah I was, uh, now you know how that was... match is gonna go yeah 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 which i was surprised did you notice he had a wwf shirt on or a jacket on his uh sleeve oh is was... that what they were talking about yeah okay, his yeah. sleeve was wwf and i was like Ooh, yeah i'm gonna get in a little bit of trouble yeah but... um i thought that I thought what McMahon was upset about was um, Bunny putting on the T-shirt, but now that makes sense. He was, he, he said a WWF that he, shirt yeah, or yep. a jacket. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And, and then it's almost like he tried to hide it because he kind of kept it around his shoulder so you couldn't see it. But when he popped it up that one time, you could blatantly see clear as day. Yeah. Big red WWF. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he's going to get in trouble. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out on SmackDown. Uh, again, decent decent show. I enjoyed it. Um, wasn't a whole lot. I, I watched it. I didn't like feel like I was wasting my time like I yeah. do sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they did a very good job. And it's funny. I'm watching this. So a little behind the scenes for the new folks watching us. The the thing I chuckle about every time uh, Ellie Jair there brings up commercials and uh, oh. and fans, he brings it up all the time. He's obsessed with when the commercial breaks are. And how loud do you have to go? Why do you have to go picture in picture for two minutes and then cut to another commercial when you were just picture in picture? Come on, especially during a women's match. Hey, man, just enjoy wrestling. No, I just I I love commercials. Let's go. He does. Boy, like go back and listen to the podcast leading up to WrestleMania. He he just raves about the commercial breaks and how awesome the commercials were. But I yeah, I will say, though, I appreciated this crowd. Like maybe it's because our conversation last week where we talked about you you kind of brought it up like do you ever pay attention? And I, I don't. I paid attention this time and I'm like, Oh my god. Oh man, the crowd is is popping. They're into it. Like they, they are were, they were chanting every... along. They're Unido Stracing. Like I was really digging it. So backlash tonight, I think, is gonna be off the chain. Oh, I if uh if if you're bringing someone who's young to this show tonight, please bring ear protection. <laughs> Uh, WWE, you can probably offer it for 1995, even though it'd be like a 99 cent item. Some WWE Air Pro, it is gonna be loud. And like how you were saying when they're when they're counting the three, the Uno Dos trade, I man, that just like it just made every match feel like a championship. Yep. And you know, just like when Zelina had the microphone and she was getting ready to talk, and they were giving her the pep talk. I thought this is awesome. And, um, you know, I'm like running through my head now. I'm like almost distracting myself. I 
can't figure out what they're going to do with Dom. But I messed you up, huh? It's going to have to be. Yeah, I'm trying to think on who's on the show that that he can um, like face and heal with and still tie in the um, judgment day. And I, you know, I think the world of um, Damian Priest as well. I mean, I really liked him when he was Punishment Martinez. And to trust him in this match with one of the most popular people on the planet who's not a professional wrestler is kudos to uh, Damian Priest and the quality of work that he does. And, um, you know, like what they were doing with Corbin for a while and he was getting some of the gimmicky matches and and same thing with Sami Zayn. That, that's win or lose, win, lose or draw on this match tonight, the San Juan Street fight, I think – I think Damian Priest is uh, going to come out gold. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, a couple of quick things to point out that happened on SmackDown before we roll into some backlash is uh, I love the segment in the back with the Usos about working together. Do we have this? Mm-hmm. And, and Solo, yeah, I heard the question. Like, Why didn't you answer? Like, I, you could feel the tension there. And I, oh, yeah. I dig it. I think it's good. Uh, and then um, the, I totally, oh, the uh, the LWO thing. I think I mentioned it. I think that's going to play a big part in in the outcome of that match t- tonight. Yeah. Whether they get involved, whether they stop somebody from getting involved, something's going to happen with that. I think that's maybe how Bad Bunny's going to get the win. Oops, spoiler for when we talk about Backlash. But Yeah. Well, yes. hell, we might as well yeah. just roll right into it. Yeah, we'll roll into the card. So rumor has it, allegedly, the, uh, the opening match is going to be the bloodline Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, and Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the original bro. So uh, wh- how do you think that one's going to go? I've got the team of Owens, Sami Zayn, and uh, uh, Matt Riddle winning. Uh, I believe Solo betrays the Usos and thumps them, doesn't show up. Uh, I don't know. I kind of think it's going to be one of those blatant things. Like, he's just going to come. They're going to try to tag him in, and he drops down and walks away, or he spikes him and walks away. I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be one of those accidental, I pushed you on accident. Oh, no, what are we going to do? I think it's going to be very, like, okay, the, the oozes are in trouble now. Yeah. Because I think that's the next step in that storyline. Yeah, I was thinking originally that uh, Jimmy was going to be holding Sammy and Solo was going to go to spike him and end up spiking Jimmy. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's going to be something that's blatant and it's, um, it's going to be the beginning and the end. And however, this story is going to play out with them all on Friday night is going to be super, super interesting. So, yep. and, and then we, uh, we've got Seth Rollins versus almost, uh, very, yeah, very Vincey match. (laughs) I think if they're uh, penciling Seth Rollins to be in this tournament, um almost takes the l which doesn't really help this monster monster uh character that he's supposed to be portraying but it's whatever yeah then we have the triple threat match for the united states championship your champion austin theory going up against bobby lashley and mr nice guy bronson reed yeah it's a shame the draft happened because i really was looking at bronson reed uh but they're not going to put that title with the intercontinental title on the same show so i believe austin theory retains 
and I'd like to see Austin Theory get into a program with LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, have a run at the U.S. title for a while, personally. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be phenomenal. Um, I had I had originally thought Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley would come out the victor in this, but I think he's going to be tied up with the WWE Championship tournament. So uh, yep. he'll get in and out of this program. Austin Theory and Bobby will uh, get away from each other, and uh, Austin Theory will get some get some more uh, character work going alongside one of the greatest talkers in wrestling with uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have the Raw Women's Championship. This one has a potential to be a five-bearder with the Empress of the Sky, Io Sky, versus your champion, Bianca Belair, who's yeah. uh, about to hit 400 days as the as the world champion. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny. I keep going back and forth. I want to say it's going to be Bianca because of the 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 legacy they want of her title reign and all this other stuff. But, man, I would love to see a swerve and have damage control cost her the title. But you're right. I think this – personally, I think this has match of the night potential. Mm-hmm. I, I don't – yeah, I don't see another match other than possibly the Rhea Ripley match. Um being as good as this match is going to be. Yeah. Eos guy's amazing. Uh, if you've never seen some of her stuff in stardom and new Japan and NXT, definitely worth a watch. Uh, fantastic worker. Bianca is a big match wrestler. In my opinion, I don't think she does really good on the day-to-day shows on raw and all that, but I think put her in a, in the spotlight in a pay-per-view match and she goes, and it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, when the lights are brightest, the champ shines. Bianca yep. Belair comes out your victor because of damage control, jacking something up. EO Sky ends up uh, nailing uh, the hugger, and uh, damage control disintegrates before our very eyes. So, yeah, and That's then uh, EO, yeah, that, that EO, Sky, EO Sky can then get into a program against Bianca and then be crowned your champion where uh, where she should belong. A uh, quick side note, EO Sky actually trained Thunder Rosa. I, I found that out on Friday, oh. which I was like, wow, I had no idea. So uh, then we have another potential match of the night who, um, like, just a phenomenal character work by Rhea Ripley. And she's going against uh, a hometown favorite in Zelina. And I, I'm here for it. I think this one is going to be... Uh, four and a half beards easy and Zelina is going to get some, some of her stuff in and Rhea can sell, sell, sell. And then when she's done doing that, she's going to sell a little more and they're going to, they're going to, I usually don't like when they play to the crowd, when you're doing shows, Mm -hmm. Um, like when they went AEW did this in Pittsburgh and there was like 9,000 people, but for this one, they're going to play to um, Zelina and uh, Rhea is uh, going to come out with a victory, but uh, Zelina is going to end up looking really, really strong. Yeah, I'm aligned. I think it's going to be Rhea. I think you're going to hear one of the loudest pops on oh one of those 2.9999 kickouts, those yep. false finishes for sure. But uh, yeah, they're not going to take it off Rhea right now. So it'll be Rhea. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, also, I think what's going to happen tonight. Down in uh, maybe not in the parking area, maybe in the back. They'll have a back uh, stage segment 
where they present new titles to Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley instead of doing that wonky title yeah. switch. Or they could do something funky, um, but I, I doubt that they'll do it where um, the champion loses the title. Well, she got drafted to the other show, and now you could end up having something weird if EO Sky ends up winning the title. But I don't think they're going to do that. Because I don't see either title. Yeah. yeah, I don't see either title changing hands. Yeah. So, and then our main event. <sighs> you, this, feel, this is the one where we're going to argue about, I bet. Oh, my God. I feel a certain kind of way about this. You've got the American Nightmare. I just bought your title. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. And uh, Cody Rhodes comes out the victor. Nope. Looking strong. He's going to hit uh, over under on... Um, on uh his uh roads move crossroads uh crossroads sorry yeah. i think he hits five crossroads and uh brock lesnar goes nighty night and uh siestas in uh in san nope. juan nope i think brock goes over so i i see you going either yeah i think brock goes over i So I've got two scenarios in my head. Well, actually, I've got two scenarios. I got Brock winning one and, and Cody winning the other. But either way, Brock just decimates Cody. Either he's going to come out and it's going to be a flashback of Brock beating John Cena, where he did the like fifty-two suplexes or whatever ridiculous oh, number yeah. it was. Yeah. And uh, you see Cody come out. Cody's cheering. Boom! Suplex. 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 F five. F five. Pin him. Done. And I think now hard times begins. Even though I swear he's done hard times, I should have gotten the damn title at flipping WrestleMania. But yeah. anyway, mm. uh, I think it goes that way and Brock wins, or Cody does win. He gets the win, but then Brock just decimates him. And now we've got a rematch set up for down the road, whatever the case is. My only thing is, when has Brock ever been in a, in a program where he's one and done? So if yeah. Cody beats him, that's kind of one and done. There's no reason to have a rematch unless he beats him down at the end. Yeah. I am, I still think that. Brock wins this though. Yeah, I think uh Cody comes out the victor because he's going to be part of this uh world title tournament that uh he gets he potentially gets crowned in Saudi. So, um could see, yeah. you know. I think that too. I think I think what you'll see is uh Cody gets the win and uh goes into the tournament. Lesnar shows up, decimates in his match. It's Cody versus Lesnar. Um Cody hits 17 crossroads <laughs> in uh, Saudi Arabia because uh, the the crowd loves Brock Lesnar in Saudi and uh, he's Teflon, so he doesn't need to win. And he's already said he's not there for the titles. He's there to, to uh, make history and make a difference. So uh, I, I yeah. still think I still think Brock is going to be your inaugural champion. Hmm. I think he I think he beats Cody. Um, I think he beats Cody so bad. Cody's not in the tournament for the title and Brock goes on to win the title. And now your story is him chasing Brock, which is, I don't know. They've kind of booked themselves in a corner on this, which they yep. could have fixed all this. If they'd have just let him win every mm -hmm. single one of these stories could happen. Still. You just wouldn't have had a thousand days, right? Lie, make it up, make it look like a thousand days. I don't yeah. care. I just, they could have done everything they're doing because I think a champion Cody going into this match would have oh been like god, a much story. more powerful match, right? Like now you're going, yeah, oh my god, like especially after beat down, because now you're going, okay, Brock's gonna take the title, like Cody's gonna be one and done. Yeah, like I just think 
yeah, I, I think the the stress level of this match, I'm more anxious about this match than looking forward to it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm worried they're going to put Brock. I don't want him yeah. to, by the way. I, I, I want Cody to win it. I want Cody to go on and win the title yeah. and take it all. Uh, huge Cody fan, but I am a little worried. Yeah. And and I shouldn't feel that way about my wrestling. I shouldn't be yeah. like, oh, God, Vince, what are you going to do to me? Yeah. Can you at least lube it up a little? Like, yeah. don't just jam it in there. Like, <laughs> that was a... That's going to leave yeah. a mark. Uh, yeah. Then we have our hometown hero, Bad Bunny, versus Damian Priest. I think uh, Bad Bunny gets the win. The crowd goes nuts. And uh, everybody goes home happy seeing uh, Bad Bunny uh, go over. And psh, that crowd is going to just rip the rip the roof. And Is that, psh, psh. Is that the main event if they announce that? Uh, right now, that's the rumored main event. Yep. Then, then Brock's definitely winning. Because they'll send the, the fans happy home, happy with uh, with Cody. Yeah, but man, an hour went by fast. Yeah, we had an hour time block. So, gonna do our quick plugs and then we'll get on out of here. But uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. This is our first live show. I don't know how messy it came off. We enjoyed it. We had a good time. If you like what you're seeing, check out our podcast at No Shave Man Cave. Wherever you get your podcast from, we da- we drop daily. Uh, wrestling conversations, reviews, and all that good stuff. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Rumble. Am I missing any? I think that's it. At yeah. No Shave Man Cave. If you want to get in touch with us, no shave man cave at gmail.com. Time for the hot tag and my boy to hit his closer. Bump and feed, bump and feed to our ladies and our men, our brothers and sisters in arms. Thank you for your service. Some gave all, all gave some. If you are in need of any help in any form or fashion, and you're dealing with any kind of mental uh, mental stress, mental health needs, please dial 988 or seek help somewhere. On behalf of JT, I'm Ellie Jair. We're the No Shave Man Cave. Thanks for joining us here on the Fantasy Sports Corp, and we'll see you here next, next week. week live and nationwide. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I'll see you on the floor. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.